Hello, Internet. The Morgan You Know Podcast Network presents Balls and Brew. Welcome to Balls and Brew. I am Jimmy Williams is here. Chris is sleeping. We started about six minutes late. So, you know, he's got to sleep. He's tired. He's old. And Rod's taking the night off. Williams, I think Rod isn't here and Chris isn't here because they knew we were going to start talking about our Chicago Bears. Yeah. What's up, man? Uh, hey. the, the, Bear, the Bears couldn't get it done last week. Lost to the Packers. That sucks. Uh, quick recap of last week. Went one and two against the spread. Yep. That sucks. And really, the I felt like I should have won the two games I lost and lost the game that I won. So uh, who knows? Uh, you guys were giving me credit for the Colts. But honestly, um, I think the Colts really were the right side in that game. Um, if Goodson makes that catch, I think they win that game. So uh, that was brutal, and uh, yeah, one and two. So we finished the year 31-25-1, so that's about 55% against the spread. Um, just kind of limping to the finish line, though, the, those last two weeks, so that kind of sucked. But uh, the future best bet record uh, that we did in the summer, I gave one team from each division, or one or two. Uh, that went five and four, so I was hoping for a little bit better there. Uh, Denver lost uh, – <laughs> I had them over eight and a half. They lost twice to the Raiders this year. So that went under, and they had that brutal loss at home against the Patriots. So that was also 55%. So yeah, on to, on to the playoffs. Hopefully, hopefully some better picks for the future picks next year. I was actually right about the Broncos. That's the only thing I was right about in my entire pick. So I'm very excited about that. So we do need to talk about our Chicago Bears, but right after talk about that Colts game a little bit. I was obviously uh, very, very fortunate enough to be there. Nice fight in the row next to me. Uh, some blood. And this isn't like the first quarter. Um, not really sure what happened, but there was definitely blood involved. Here's a tip, Williams. If you get in a fight at an Indianapolis Colts-Houston Texans game and you're wearing a bright green T-shirt, do not try to run away from the cops. Don't do it. Not going to work. That's probably a good tidbit. Um, what I mean, what the world's going on there? I thought that only happened in like uh, Rams Niners games or just random LA games or Vegas games or what the hell? I mean, Indy. I thought that was I thought that was a great place to watch a game. What's going on? Now? It is a great place to watch a game. Don't know what happened, but I will give. Uh, I uh, I'm, I'm assuming I uh, Indianapolis Police Department. They got there very quickly. Had the had the guy in some uh, some nice cuffs. Uh, to enjoy the rest of his evening in a jail cell. But uh, the amount of energy in that building, it was terrific. It really was. Good sit, yeah. wide open, yeah. at him. And then what and, is – oh, go ahead. So some people want to blame Minshew there. I, I don't think Minshew wanted to <laughs> Including lead his it. head coach, by the way. Including well, his head coach. I don't think Minshew wanted to lead him there because he knew he was going to get killed by the linebacker going straight downhill for him. I mean, he he throws it right at him, and some people are getting on on Steichen for for putting in a cold guy on third down. But Taylor was gassed. I mean, you're on the field to do one thing: just make the catch. You don't even have to, you know, make it and, and go up the field. Just make the catch. You get two yards. You get a first down. Uh, I mean, that's a brutal way for the Colts to end the year. But I still continue to to say that that their future is super bright. I'm hoping that they move on from Gus Bradley because I just to. I just don't like his defensive schemes. And it doesn't match up well with uh, Steichen's aggressive play calling. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see on that one. But uh, I'm, I'm super high on the Colts next year. And then, yesterday, 
we had a news con or was that today? It, uh, days all run run together here, but we had a Bears news conference where Matt Eberflus is coming back as the head coach of your Chicago Bears. And Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles were non-committal on the quarterback. They say they're going to watch everybody, all four of them apparently. I think he was talking about uh, uh, Fields too in there. But they're going to go over as many uh, opportunities as they can to see what's best for the organization. Uh, obviously, we're going to go in a new direction with the offensive coordinator. Getsy gone. Very good call there. Flus coming back. Or Eber, apparently some people call him as well. Williams, your thoughts on Eber Flus coming back? I mean... We touched on it last week. It's just like the Bears always have one foot in, one foot out, it seems like. They're like They can't just get rid of everybody or bring everybody back. And then it's not like there's a bunch of awesome head coaches out there right Nobody. now. I mean, like, nope. what is going on? The Bears need to reassess their plan here. And not only the Bears, but I think the Jets and the Saints, too. Like, why are the Jets bringing back Robert Sala? Why are the Saints bringing back Dennis Allen? I mean, it's, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Does it doesn't make sense, though, that you want a little bit of continuity moving forward, because apparently everyone inside Hallis Hall, except for probably some coaches that got fired today, like Eberflus, love playing for him, love working for him. Doesn't that say something just to kind of keep that continuity continuity going or should we just not not even worry about that? Maybe. I mean, he did do a good job of, like, keeping the everything kind of going after what could have been like a really disastrous PR nightmare in the first couple of weeks sure. with, with what was going on inside there. And, and we still don't even really know all the details with, with a couple of those stories, but uh, I don't know. When you look at the quarterbacks that, the, that the bears beat this year, it's, it doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't really excite you what that, what he brought with the defense. I know the defense played well down the stretch, but I don't know, man. When you have a chance to, it feels like they're settling. It feels like they're settling. When you have a chance to upgrade, I would say go ahead and upgrade. But but who knows? It's it's the Bears. So speaking of those upgrades, bad day, bad week to be an over seventy head coach. First of all, <laughs> bad bad day to be a very good head coach that people are really shocked that was going to be fired. But we had a lot of big firings, including arguably the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick out of new England Williams. Yeah, that's wild, man. Uh, where does he land up? I mean, where do you have any guesses on where he goes? Well, I, I, I want to talk about where people are going. So let's just jump into that real quick. Okay. All right. Of the openings, Williams, we have Seattle, new England, Tennessee, the chargers, the Raiders, Washington, Atlanta, and Carolina. Okay. Of those teams, there is one glaring team that stands out to me if I'm somebody who wants to go in and start winning, and that's going with a quarterback. The best quarterback, I think, by far. Now, not even saying our, our Justin Herbert bias here. Not even saying that. Even Chris needs to admit that Justin Herbert's the best quarterback of this group, right? For sure, yeah. Okay, so if I'm Bill Belichick and I need – However many more wins it is, it's in the teens, isn't it, for, for best ever? 15, 14 or 15, yeah. 14 or 15. You've got four or five wins just with the quarterback there if he stays healthy. So if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm thinking I want to go to Los Angeles and I want to go to Los Angeles right now. Los Angeles doesn't pay, though. That's the issue. Yes. 
yes, the Spanos family is uh, <laughs> considerably cheap. And I think the Chargers are going to go after actually Harbaugh before they go after uh, Belichick. So we'll see on that one. Uh, I think Harbaugh is going to land in the AFC West, either with the Chargers or the Raiders. Okay, now, hey, listen, you're our guy. Who's he going to? I know. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm not letting you get away with it. You can do whatever you want with Rod and circle back all you want. But with Jimmy, uh -uh, uh-uh, I need an answer because I want to know when you're right and I want to know when you're wrong. Who's he going with? What's wild is that he signed with an agent, the same agent as Tom Brady. We know that Tom Brady is now with the Raiders organization, and his wife is from Vegas. Yes. And so that makes me believe that he could land with the Raiders. Um, But I think Antonio Pierce did such a good job down the stretch. He improved that defense so much, and all the players love playing for him. Uh, But Mark Davis has already went with uh, some some former (laughs) coaches. High-profile coaches. coaches. Yeah. Interim coaches and, and that hasn't worked out. So um in the end, I I'm gonna go the Chargers get Harbaugh. But Chargers I, get Harbaugh. It's like 50-50 for me. But if you're making me Yes, I am. If you're making me pick, I'm I'm gonna lean <laughs> Chargers. Okay, then let's go to Vegas then because we have Antonio Pierce who did a very good job. People like playing for him, mm-hmm. but it always has that it's got the same thing like Carolina had. Um, the Cardinals had a couple years ago with their interim. It's like, yeah, but we want somebody better. But do they have what they need in house? Is Pierce going to be back, or is he? Are they going to go somewhere else? I think it's between Harbaugh and Pierce. Okay, really so do. Pierce is coming back in this in this scenario for you. And yeah. I, you know what? I say give him a shot. Why not? Um, you're you're not going to have to pay him as much as a Belichick or a Harbaugh for sure. So might as well try. The only thing with Pierce I would like to see better is I, I would like to see him more aggressive on fourth downs. There was a couple times where he punted like on fourth and one, fourth and two from the opponent's territory, like the 47-48 this year. And I like to see him be a little bit more aggressive, but he's old school, man. He's like I was gonna say he's coming from he's coming from old school. Yeah. 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 So yeah. He's not going for it for four, fourth and four on his own 40. That's not gonna happen ever with Pierce, and apparently and, not on his opponent's 40 either. Yeah, and he massively improved the D too. So, and we thought that D was going to be terrible this year, or at least yeah. I did. So, and well, and they they kind of were in some games, and they came back. Yeah. So, I really do yeah. like that a lot. Um, speaking of defense, team that's known for defense back in the day, Legion of Boom. Heard of them? Pete Carroll begged for his job. Apparently, according to let me see, Pete Carroll. <laughs> so, Seattle's going in a completely different direction. I want to know who you think the coach is going to be, and is Geno Smith still on the roster? To start opening day, hmm. The second question is tougher. I think it's going to be. I agree. Dan, I think it's going to be Dan Quinn. Yeah. I, doesn't that seem like? Eh, it's got the Seattle. Or the same. Do we really? Why not just keep Pete Carroll? I mean, younger. Uh, that defense needs to get better. I think. I feel like the, the owner and the GM felt like that that the defense was underachieving this year with the draft picks they got. So, and the trades they made. So, I feel like they bring Dan Quinn in. Dan Quinn creates a ton of turnovers with his defenses. Uh, and so, yeah, I think Seattle goes Dan Quinn. Pete Carroll, do you think he's going to coach anywhere this year, or do you think he's just going to hang out in Seattle and, 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 and be with Dan Quinn? 
Yeah, I I don't have Pete Carroll down for any opening jobs. I think he I think he stays in Seattle for the most part. But man, that could be a curveball too. So but what? I, what I, I heard this I heard this uh, pie in the sky. This is this is dumb, but this is awesome. Um, the Chargers. Pete Carroll is a god in L.A. for mm. USC. Why don't they go after him? And then why don't they just do a little call up to the Chicago Bears and say, hey, we'll take that number one pick for you. We'll take Caleb Williams with that number one pick, and we'll give you the 20th best quarterback in the NFL and Justin Herbert. Why not? <laughs> There'd that be a was... lot more. There'd be a lot more picks from the Bears going on that side. But anyway, you know. But honestly, though, Pete Carroll to L.A. seems pretty like a pretty uh, a no brainer, really, just to get something going with the Chargers. That would be wild. I, guess, I mean, he is 72 though, and you know, he seems like he's younger because he's you know always chomping that gum and jumping sure. up and down but yeah i i yeah i feel like they're gonna i feel like they're gonna go all in for to try and get hardball to uh back to california so new england today has a big choice to make in his contract gerard mayo is the successor to bill belichick it doesn't have to be but it's it, it's something is is in there that says they wouldn't have to go through all the interviewing process to hire him do you think he ends up the head coach there or are they going to go in a different direction because again this seems like more of the same yeah i feel like it's Vrabel. I you I've, do you think Bra- yeah. Vrabel because Vrabel became available hey mr mayo thank you sir love you to death you're not mike Vrabel. yeah Vrabel's got more coaching experience and just seems like tennessee messed that whole deal up and i I mean, I I don't think New England can pass up on this is this is the page Vrabel's dream job. And remember, the Patriots were nothing like in the 70s and 80s. I mean, that that was until Brady and Belichick. A lot of the 90s, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So when you got a guy like Vrabel, I mean, wanting to coach this team, he just got released from 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 his Tennessee contract. So. I feel like you got to go get him. I mean, I know I think Jared Merrill will get his shot eventually, but I think you got to go Vrabel here. Okay, so that that opens up a spot in Tennessee. So where who goes to Tennessee? Um, and is Will Levis someone that if you are a coach, you're excited to go there? Because is is he the second best quarterback on this list? Hey. He may be the third. That's tough. Yeah, think about it. That's not a good list if he's the second or third best quarterback. Yeah, I don't think he's the second or third. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who is in their own division, and I think they're going to steal the Houston Texans offensive coordinator, PFF's own Bobby Slowick. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I think he's not going to be expensive. Um, <laughs> exactly, yep. The Titans are, are going to be rebuilding for a couple years, and what he did with Stroud this year was awesome. I mean, nobody saw this coming. And before this year, you would have never even thought of Nico Collins and Tank Dell and Noah Brown and and that those pass catchers to put up that those years that they right had. now people don't think of them and they're they're very very good yes yeah so yeah yeah we'll see we'll see if Bobby Sloak ends up in Tennessee I like that I like that one a lot um, still haven't mentioned uh, Mr Johnson out of Detroit yet I'm very interested to see where you have him going if anywhere um, no. Washington, the commanders, new ownership, going to have a lot more money. I think they want to kind of make a splash. 
Who do you have going to Washington? This is tough. This is tough because this could be Belichick, but I think it's I'm leaning. Yeah. I'm I'm leaning towards just Eric Bieniemy. I'm I'm leaning towards Eric Bieniemy finally so, getting a shot. But why why wouldn't they have fired Rivera? You know, ten weeks ago and given him a shot then. That's my only. That's my only concern with Bieniemy is because you would have thought they would have gotten rid of him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not strong on this one, but I just it feels like this is a chance to get finally give him a chance to get his head coaching job. Sure. And it looks like, I mean, it feels like they, he was in waiting all year and they just waited. I kind of gave Rivera the respect to finish out the year because um, he is a vet. And so I feel like they're going to move on with, to, to be enemy. But I w- wouldn't surprise me if they tried to make a splash here. And, of course, they're going to look for a quarterback perhaps in the draft coming up. I believe they have the – it's the oh, it's the second pick. They do have the second pick this year. So that's going to be kind of enticing for somebody. They're going to get at least maybe a Drake May out of the um, the NFL draft. Speaking of quarterbacks, Atlanta Falcons. Think about if they had an average quarterback, mm-hmm. a top 40. Like, let's say they had Justin Fields, like the 41st quarterback, according to uh, uh, Chris King, who played this year. Um, you know, if they had a competent quarterback in Atlanta, I think the season would have gone a lot better for them they and a competent play caller too by the way so atlanta want needs some offense they need they they need somebody to come in and really reshape that organization i'm very excited to see who you think's going to atlanta so atlanta is very interesting because this could ride on these playoffs this week and what i mean by that is if they are rooting i think for philly and (laughs) dallas to both win to both win they're rooting for them to both win because believe it or not believe it or not Sirianni and Mike McCarthy might be coaching for their jobs this week yeah if you you can believe that of course so if they both win then I think it's a better chance that Arthur Blank shells out a ton of money to try and get Bill Belichick It's a long shot. It's a that's a long shot. Um, I just think wherever he goes, it's just going to be a huge story. Um, is Belichick going to not want all the all the power though? That's the question. Yeah, and he and he has said that he's that he's open to uh, other people' input. Like I don't think he, I don't think he rules his iron fist as as what some people think. Um, but but then you got to be like, well, is he going to bring his kids along with the coaching staff and that like, yes is that <laughs> is he just going to bring everybody with yeah. him we're gonna see josh mcdaniel mcdaniels back there as well um and they have the eighth pick in the draft do you see do you see them yes like do you see year. them getting another tight end no do you see them <laughs> picking up a a quarterback in that first round or do you if belichick's there don't you think they'd want to get somebody a little bit more established yeah that's tough because i think the f- I think three quarterbacks could go in the first three picks. And then so Jimmy then, G baby reunite could be. Yeah. There, I mean, there yeah. could be a, there could be a couple of veteran quarterbacks on the market that Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there could be a couple of uh, veteran quarterbacks on the market this year. I don't know what they would do with that eighth pick. Feels like feels, <laughs> feels like defense. Um, but 
I mean, they've got the offensive weapons, man, and they got a good offensive line. They just need a quarterback. You know, you put Russell Wilson on the Falcons this year. They're ten and seven. They're not seven and ten. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. easy. So I think that's that Arthur may Smith not be was a, terrible. Terrible. Yes. Oh, it was bad. It was really bad. And thank you for that transition because our final, as of now, opening the Carolina Panthers, and I think this is with the owner with the way he's handled situations with the coaches um it you know it goes back and forth obviously frank reich said he 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 didn't say but it was it, it, it was basically said he wanted stroud right um of course he says that now is bryce young someone that you think a a, a coach coming in can build upon or would you want to stay away from this and then who do you think is ultimately going to get the job yeah this one's tough man cuz i who knows I think the bigger issue is who wants to work for Tepper. Yes, I think one hundred percent. I think there could be a coach that could look, man. That the 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 separation that the wide receivers got from Carolina this year dead last in the league. And I think if you bring in some wide receiver weapons, now they don't have the number one pick, obviously, but uh, you have to bring in some weapons for Bryce Young. I still think under the right offense, he he can be better. This was a tough, tough year to assess him. So I don't want to totally be out on him. Yeah. But somehow, somehow in this, uh, in my predictions here, somehow Carolina ends up getting the guy who I wanted the Bears to get all along and, and Ben Johnson. And there's been like no talk about him going to Carolina. So who knows if this happens or not. But with all the dominoes that are falling here, somehow Carolina could end up with Ben Johnson. It just depends on whether or not he wants to go there or not. I, I've heard that he wants a lot of money and Tepper has a lot of money. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's where I'm pointing to. And he wants to win. I think Ben Johnson is a fantastic play caller. Um, I think maybe Carolina needs a culture shock too. I don't know if he necessarily brings that yeah. uh, as, as compared to like, you know, Harbaugh or, or Belichick, but I just don't see them. I can't see guys. them. I mean, that's just yeah. hitting hitting too. Yeah, that's. I don't think that's happening. So yeah. to recap, Williams, we've got Seattle going with Dan Quinn, New England going with Mike Vrabel, Tennessee, Bobby Slowick, the Chargers, Jim Harbaugh, Raiders are going to keep Pierce, Washington with Bieniemy, Atlanta with Belichick, and Carolina with Ben Johnson for the early recap there for the new coaching positions that are open. And obviously we still may have more to come uh, in the next week or so. Uh, now yeah. let's get in the playoffs, bud. We got some games to play. I want a couple of tidbits just to I don't need ref stats for all these. All right. Um, although one or two is fine. Uh, Browns and Texans, two teams that at the beginning of the season, we really didn't think they would be in this position but two teams that are also playing pretty well right now. I'm I'm excited to see what you have to say about Browns Texans because I think it's a win either way. Whoever wins this game, yeah, these are my two guys. These these are my two head coaches for for head coach of the year. Hopefully, one of them comes in. Uh, I think they should name the three finalists pretty soon. But uh, yeah, hopefully, one of them can can take down the hardware there. Uh, the Browns. So check this stat out. We'll become the first team since the 1970 merger to play a playoff game without their week one starting quarterback, without their week one starting running back, without their week one starting left tackle, and without their week one starting right tackle. Can you believe that? <laughs> Watson, Chubb, Conklin, and Wills are all on the IR. What a job by Stefanski there. 27% of the Browns' salary cap is on the IR. 
That's the highest of any of the playoff teams. And then you get to Houston plus seven wins were the highest win improvement in the league. So that tells you right there, these, these are the two front runners for coach of the year. I mean, uh, Stroud was fantastic all year versus that zone cover three. But when the Texans faced their top two toughest pass defenses this year in the Jets and the Browns, they lost both those games. And no coincidence that both teams play a ton of man. And Stroud versus zone, he was top three in EPA per dropback. Versus man, Stroud was bottom five in EPA per dropback. And since week nine versus man, Stroud grades out as dead last, if you can believe that. So he goes from playing the number two zone-heavy team in the Colts, that's why I like that matchup for Houston last week, yeah. to the number one man-heavy team in the Browns. And, uh, yeah, Cleveland minus two, taking 71% of the money. That's plus 7% of the handle on this one. I don't really have a pick for this one. I think it's going to be interesting. I, I would lean Browns barely just okay. because of, just because of the uh, experience that Flacco uh, Flacco and that defense has over over the rookie quarterback and the rookie head coach. So yeah, I did forget to mention that. Sorry, you know, I'm not I'm not the host of the NFL show usually. Okay, it's my bad. We was going to have one pick for us this week because there's just a lot of tidbits going on. Um, in one of the biggest losses, I think. Uh, in probably a decade or so by the Miami Dolphins when they lost that game, they have to go to Arrowhead now to face the Chiefs in frigid temperatures that the Chiefs can practice in all week, even for a little bit, where Miami right now isn't in the negatives. How do you think that's going to play in for the Chiefs and Dolphins? Yeah, this is a bummer, man, because I had... Yep. Yep. <laughs> I had the Dolphins making the Super Bowl this year to start the year. You and they've wrong. just been they that's been they've been <laughs> killed by injuries. If you remove yeah. the quarterback position, the Dolphins have lost the most wins above wins above replacement due to injuries this year. Uh now they do get right guard Robert Hunt will be back. Seems like Waddle and Moster are expected to go. And Casey is dead last in run stop win rate. Uh, they're about bottom five in EPA per rush allowed. It's gonna be super cold. I expect Miami to run the ball a lot. Which, out of, which which is good because they can. Yeah. Yeah. And out of 43 qualified passers, when when kept clean, Tua is number one in yards yep. per pass attempt, seventh in adjusted accuracy. But when he is pressured, he's just 27th in yards per pass attempt, 39th in adjusted accuracy. Um, yeah, you talk about the Dolphins D. They're without Jalen Phillips, without Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard, Jerome Baker, Cam Good, Andrew Van Kinkle. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um yeah, uh, Miami's plus four and a half is taking 55% of the money, 13% of the handle. And that, like what you said, the temperature, the Dolphins have lost nine straight games under 40 degrees. That dates back to 2017. And Tua has never won a game when the starting temperature is 48 degrees or colder. It's going to be much colder than that. 48 degrees or colder? Yeah. Wow. He needs to yeah. wear that. Uh, he needs to wear that. Uh that uh, diving suit that Tom Brady used to wear underneath just That's to make true. sure he keeps yeah. warm. Yeah. This that, that'll. Yeah, this is the only game I have ref stats for. Uh, Brad Rogers is refing this game. The Chiefs have played three games with Rogers refing. They're averaging just two penalties per game in three games. That okay. seems ridiculously low. And as for the Dolphins, they've had Rogers in two games. They're averaging almost ten penalties per game. Not a fan uh, of Miami. Yeah, Chiefs are three and zero on the money line with Brad Rogers officiating this season. I I jumped in on on the chiefs money line earlier in the week, I got that at like minus minus one sixty four. Now it's up to like minus two over 200. So okay. I would lean towards chiefs, just money line here. I don't love laying points with, the, with this terrible chiefs offense. If you can believe that with Mahomes. but I just think the dolphins are just so banged up 
Uh, they're going to have to try and run the ball here and, and try and get out with a, with a win. But, man, it's going to be so cold. And this this sets up perfectly for the Chiefs, too, because the Dolphins played a late Sunday night, and now they have to play uh, on Saturday and short rest. It's br- brutally cold. Eileen Chiefs money line here. I think the, the a loss by the Chiefs here would say so much, and I think a lot, a lot would change um, by next year. I mean, I think, obviously. I think Matt Nagy would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> our boy well hey listen he can call all the plays to throw the receivers and the receivers can be there matt Nagy cannot catch the ball neither can his receivers but matt Nagy cannot catch true but man yeah, i mean coaching is so valuable in this league and matt Nagy is just not it not it big pressure game for your dallas cowboys big pressure game chris king is i'm sure he's got to be worried because the packers have a little confidence, maybe a little cockiness going right now. And Jordan Love is playing well. Do you think the Packers have it in them? Or is the Dallas defense just going to be too much? Yeah, this game's interesting. The Packers are the youngest team to reach the playoffs since the 1974 Bills. They've won six of eight, backed by Jordan Love's 18 touchdowns to one pick, if you can believe that. And post-buy, this Cowboys D has not been great. 48% of passes and 44% of runs have graded successfully against them. That's 21st and 30th in the league. And the Cowboys, believe it or not, have played a bottom 10 schedule of opposing offenses as well. So they take a massive step up here playing this pack offense. Uh, What this defense does do well, uh, number one in pass rush win rate for the Cowboys. But the Packers are number two in pass block win rate. And since Thanksgiving, Jordan Love is number two. An EPA plus completion percentage over expectation. That's a fancy QB stat. Uh, <laughs> Packers are third in the league and points per game scored on the road this year, believe it or not, being the youngest team. And all five of their losses on the road have been by four points or less. Wildcard trend, single-digit single road dogs are 46-16-1, and 74% against the spread since 2003. And so, yeah, I mean, Stefan Gilmore is battling a shoulder injury. And Love has been better, uh, far better versus man this season. Dallas plays man at a top four rate. So I think this this plus seven is too much here. I would lean, I would oh, wow. lean Packers plus seven. And I'm telling you what, man, Mike McCarthy better be careful because if this game is close in the end, you know how bad a time clock management yep. he is. And Mike Florio, uh, the the reporter on the NBC Sunday Night Football, came out and said. Don't be shocked if one of these playoff teams, if they go out and with no. an early exit, if there could be a coaching change. And I looked at everyone playing, and I was like, the only guy that registers to me is Mike McCarthy. So we could get to another guy a little bit later where that yeah. seemed crazy to me. But Mike McCarthy better win this game if 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 he's Mike McCarthy. If you're a Cowboys fan, I don't know what you root for. Um, it'd be interesting to see what Chris thinks. You root um, to win. That's what Chris is going to think. Rod please. says that they should lose to get the better draft pick, but they should. And I, hey, uh, I'm, not by even, way, I, I'm not even talking about a draft pick. I'm talking about a yeah, possible coach that could be out there. And we know what Chris thinks about that possible coach. And that would be so interesting. That would be amazing. If Jerry Jones could put his ego aside and hire Bill Belichick. Oh, my God. What would also be amazing if one of uh, one of our viewers right now, if you have any questions or comments, please throw them in the chat. And we'll get to them for sure. Uh, it's at the Morgan, you know, at Twitter, but you can just uh, throw it in. 
Um, Williams, I want I want an actual pick from you here. Okay. I want to pick this is my favorite game coming forward. I think the Lions and Rams is fascinating on every area. I step on your toes. So I want you to give me some stats and then I want to pick Lions and Rams. Go. Yeah, first time Detroit is hosting a playoff game in 30 years since Brett Favre and Sterling Shepard broke their heart in 1993. First time ever where we have a game where both quarterbacks are going up against their former team. That's that's interesting. Uh, the Rams have – I think the Rams have ran ex- exceptionally well this year. And that was the one future that I was way off on. I took the Rams under six and a half. But, man, I, I don't think anybody saw this coming here. Puka Nakua, a random fifth rounder since all, all kinds of records. The O-line is massively overachieved. The D-line is massively overachieved. Stafford, who was coming into the year with a spinal surgery, I mean, basically strung together with rubber bands and uh, plastic. He's had a fantastic year. And Kyron yep. Williams, who ran a 4.6 at the 40 at the combine, which is not great for a running back, he goes ham all year and becomes a top five running back in the league. <laughs> You're like, what? How did all this go right for the Rams? They won, uh, I think, seven out of the last eight. But they also won three games this year by one point. They also won an overtime game against the Colts. Everybody loves them as their darlings for not just this round, but the whole playoffs. I've heard people make the case for them to be the NFC representative this year, which just blows my mind. Really? I just I can't see that at all. Rams plus three are taking a bunch of money. But I'm on the other side here. I think Detroit minus three is the play. I think Jared Goff is going to be super motivated to prove to the Rams that they made a mistake, even though they didn't because they won the Super Bowl with Stafford. But I think he's motivated. And and what do you get? Uh, I mean, they can, they can withstand pressure and he's playing indoors. I mean, that's when you go against Goff, you go against him when there's going to be pressure against him and when he's playing outside in the cold, that's neither here and the the Lions do a good job of stopping the run and getting pressure. Um, and, I, I mean, the, the Rams are going to be able to throw on, on Detroit. I get that. But I think this crowd is going to be absolutely bonkers. Yeah. I mean, they. I think they have a chance to set the, the all-time decibel record <laughs> with this crowd. They, they are going to be going bananas for this team. I think there's too much love for this Rams. I think they're, I think their uh, overachieving season comes to an end. I'll take Detroit minus three on Sunday Night Football. What a great game, Stafford coming back to Detroit. I do love both of these teams, and it, it does it does think that one team is going to be out. Um, I I tend to agree with you though. I want to see the Lions move forward. I uh, continuing that story is great. Rams had their story. Uh, they did a lot this season. They weren't supposed to do. McVeigh kind of reestablishes himself as that coach that can can take a little and and, and make a lot out of that. Um, so those are all the game. Oh yeah, wait, I forgot. Uh, wait, wait, that was we, a Peacock game. It's a Peacock game too. Is the the Lions and Rams right? No, that's that's Saturday night. They they oh, put Mahomey. They put Mahomey and uh, and the Dolphins on Peacock, and uh, that the Sunday night game is on NBC, I believe. Uh, we actually skipped the Pittsburgh Buffalo game. You want me to go over that? Oh, we did. That's my bad. Yes. And then I don't have much. We have Eagles. We have Eagles bucks still, but yeah, the Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Yeah. Pittsburgh Buffalo, uh, Sunday, one o'clock, I believe that's CBS. Yeah. When TJ Watt plays the Steelers D goes from seventh and EPA per play allowed to 31st when Watt doesn't play. 
And this is a weather game supposed to have 15 to 20 mile per hour sustained winds with gusts up to 35 to 40 miles per hour. Some sharps have hit the Josh Allen rushing attempts over if if that floats your boat. And the Steelers plus 10 is taking 61% of the money. That's plus 14% of the handle. We know how good Tomlin is as a dog. The only thing here is they don't have TJ Watt. So you hate laying points with Buffalo, with Josh Allen. Uh, this is a stay away game for me. I, I mean, I think I think Buffalo probably wins, um, but I just I just don't like uh, laying ten points here in a, in a playoff game against Tomlin. And and I, I've heard that there's rumors that this could be Tomlin's last game. I cannot believe that. So who knows what's going on there? And and maybe people are waiting again because I I think they actually have to wait in anyway to to start interviewing. But yeah, what if Tomlin is gone? That would be ridiculous. I mean, I mean what does many... he have to do? He, I mean, I, I know the offense wasn't the greatest. Okay, that's fine. But it's called winning, and, and he does that all the time. Yeah. How many big names are we going to have in this coaching carousel? I mean, this is, this is insane offseason. And it hasn't even, it's not even offseason yet. <laughs> Can you believe like Mike Tomlin would be the third name <laughs> if you have Pete Carroll in there? You know, Mike Vrabel, who's a terrific head coach, would be, yeah, he's fourth on the list. It's fine. Ben Johnson's sitting in the back saying, I thought I was going to have my pick. I may not get anything. It's I may wild. have to go to Carolina and get yelled at all the time and get paid I, to work for one year for five years. The Bears should reassess this. I mean, seriously. I know that they said that they're going to bring Eberflus back, but they should seriously reassess their evaluation. I mean, I could. Stop. I would love that. That would be the last regime Bears. That's totally a Bears thing to do. The last regime. They're not mm-hmm. going to do that now, but it'd be it'd be great. Kevin Warren come out. Yeah, the uh, continuity. Yeah, uh, whatever. We're going to go. <laughs> we found somebody better. All right, Eagles Bucks. Let's wrap this thing up with Eagles and Bucks. A uh, lot of stories in this too with the Eagles. This could be a big, big loss if they do that. Yeah. This. I mean, boy. ESPN got got the turd of the playoff game here. Eagles are trending about as bad as you can get. These are two teams that are banged up. I mean, for Philly, it's AJ Brown, it's Devontae Smith, and for Tampa, it's Baker. Are they good? Are they integral to the <sighs> offense at all? Yeah, I mean, that's, you got to get them going. And for Baker, I mean, his ribs are not a hundred percent. That's clear. I mean, they didn't even score double digits against Carolina last week. They were lucky that to hurt. win that game. That hurt. So. And whoever wins this game is at a scheduling disadvantage coming off a Monday night playoff game in which the team that won this game last year lost their next game. That was Dallas. Um, I kind of like a proper, I kind of like Kate Otten prop uh, over 21 and a half receiving yards. I feel, I feel like Philly is going to uh, sell out to, to try and stop Evans and Godwin with that terrible secondary. I think uh, Baker could hit uh, Kate Otten here for a couple of catches. Uh, yeah. At Philly minus three is taking sixty four percent of the money. That's plus four percent of the handle. There, there is sharp money coming in on Philly, but I just feel like uh, that's just uh, that's just going against Tampa because they just don't think Tampa's that good. These are two teams that I, even if they win this game, whoever wins this game, I do not see them uh, getting out uh, with a win in their next game, especially if they play San Francisco. I, I was going to say that San Francisco this, might be tough. I think either team is going to be double digit dogs out at San Francisco. So if you had to, and we're not, this does not count against your record, but if you had to, had to lay, where are you picking? I, I'm going to say Philly somehow gets it done, but that is not strong at all. And if Philly doesn't win, I've heard that there's rumblings with Nick Sirianni 
because you you kind of saw this year what this offense and defense was without Shane Steichen and without Jonathan Gannon, and maybe they lost some of the brain trust. And you got Matt Patricia there now calling plays defensively, and he's just an absolute train wreck. And so the Philly fans are not Don't worry, he'll be in Atlanta with Belichick next year. Oh, my God. No, don't do it. OC, Uh, baby. (laughs) So uh, this this game is – I I do not like either team in this game. Okay, so Williams thinks this will be a tie. I like that. Um, <laughs> if it goes in overtime. Then so before be uh, before we go here, we do have to talk about the big Michigan win. National champions, Michigan. Uh, John uh, John Harbaugh. Or, sorry, Jim Harbaugh. Calm down. Um, is uh, probably looking to leave. But what a dominant performance by Michigan, though. I mean, it, it was close score wise, but they were bigger, faster, stronger throughout most of that game. Yeah. Yeah, as a Notre Dame fan, you you hate to see it, but uh, I know a couple of Michigan fans that were very very happy. Hey, with I, I'm that a outcome. former Ohio State employee. Believe me, I, I think they <laughs> shut down campus after that happened. <laughs> so yeah, Washington missed a couple of plays, and you can tell right from the start that they were just a little off. And I think I tell you what, man, if there if there becomes another coaching vacancy, um, yeah, I. I <laughs> I don't know. It's so tough to say. I was going to go out on a limb there, but I won't. Uh, go on a limb. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Michigan. Michigan is is. Uh, I think they'll go with with their offensive coordinator if if Harbaugh leaves. And what's interesting is that October fifth, I think next year, that's a rematch. That's a conference game. Yeah, Michigan goes out to Washington. Crazy. Yeah, and uh, we get to the twelve team playoff this year. Um, yeah, I think college football was kind of down this year. I th- I've, I've heard. Uh, that doesn't take anything away from Michigan, but uh, no. I've heard that I've heard that Michigan would have been four and a half point favorites or four and a half point dogs to any of the uh, winners of the last decade of the college football playoff. But I mean, yeah, uh, I mean it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Washington just didn't have good gap discipline in the first quarter, and that killed them. Um, Seventy-three and, right tackle, bad day. Yeah, bad, bad day, bad day for him. Bad day. Uh, and then obviously Penix couldn't even breathe, I think, in the fourth quarter at all. So, you know, really a uh, shout out to him. Unfortunately, I think his draft stock fell a little bit with all those injuries. I, I think, think that's the key. I think that's the key is the injuries. I, I feel like yeah. everyone, everyone has a bad day or two. Of course. Um, but I think it's the injuries that are going to keep him, you know, out of the top 10. He could go, he could go in the first round, maybe second round. But uh, man, when he's on, he's so fun to watch. But uh, they, the Michigan defensive coordinator um, and the whole Michigan staff did a great job at uh, just throwing him all kinds of different NFL looks. Yes. And so when you t- when you talk about that, I mean, they, I, th- I feel like those coaches could be could be future NFL coaches with uh, with how good that defense was. All right, and that's going to do it for this week's Balls and Brew. Who got fired? Well, everyone got fired. That's why we talked about it in the first half. We've got a Yowie No podcast coming up next week, as well as all of the recaps from this uh, weekend in uh, professional football. We will also see if any of these uh, coaching uh, changes have taken place. Uh, Williams, really appreciate you here. Chris, uh, hope everything goes good with the move. Rod, going to have Rod back here because we can't do this without him for more than uh, 44 minutes. So I've got about uh, 16 minutes left, Williams. Are uh, you ready to get out of here? <laughs> I'm ready, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, it was a fun year, and hopefully these playoffs are uh, 
are uh, awesome as well. And I'm sure there will be.